buy a business, sell a business. What's the value of your business that you may want to sell? My guest today, Chris Chip Redman from Trans World Business Advisors is here today to talk all about it on the HR and Leadership Spotlight Show. Chris, glad to have you on the show today. Tell me, but before we get started, what did you bring with you? Anything? I got my coffee cup, Chuck. Tell me about it, Chris. Why is that so uh, momentous to you? Momentous. Um, You know what? That's a family vacation coffee mug. So uh, the, you know, trying to find that balance, harmony between work and business is a is a important thing that needs to be done and kept in kept in our minds. Awesome. So you are Chris Chip Redman. So I guess we'll start with that. Where's the chip come from? I am a chip off the old block. So ever since I was born, looked like my dad. Uh, so Christopher is actually my real name. Uh, but you know, we all like uh, short and simple. So ever since I was born, I was uh, I was chip chip off the old block. And believe it or not, not a joke. My brother's name is Dale. Ah, okay, I love it's that. It's not not connected to that, though. I swear. Okay. Well, that's what I'm told. But it makes a great story, especially when you all are together. I imagine. <laughs> it so does. Tell me, Chris. So chip. Tell me about Transworld Business Advisors. Tell me your story. Tell me what you're all about. Uh, you go. I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah, so Transworld Business Advisors, we help people to buy, sell, merge, and acquire businesses. So we're helping people just like residential agents do in the residential world. Uh, but we're kind of a hidden segment that a lot of people don't know or even understand. Um, so we're helping buyers and sellers, uh, at the end of the day, we're helping them to as simple as that is either to buy a business or to sell a business. Typically we're working more on the sell side, um, you know, valuations, helping people kind of get ready for that sale. Uh, when it comes around, uh, people aren't always ready for it. Don't always prepare for it. So we can kind of in advance help people to, uh, line themselves up for that exit. But there's other times when that exit kind of forces things to happen, whether it be divorces, uh, you know, deaths, um, any of those situations that maybe that change is not in their control. Um, so, you know, it's whether or not it's a short or long term plan. But, um, you know, we're, we're agents. We help people buy and sell. Um, again, we kind of work a little different than the others. Uh, we don't let people know uh, openly that businesses are for sale because we live in a very confidential world. So I joke that we're kind of sales ninjas at times um, because we kind of work in the shadows. We don't, if you go to that restaurant, you don't know that that restaurant is for sale. And we don't want you to know that that restaurant is for sale. We want those employees to stay in place. We want those vendors to stay in place. We want the landlord to be happy. We want everything to, to continue on as normal and actually, you know, kind of increase. So we're there to kind of, kind of guide, set that all up uh, while still marketed in the background. And, and kind of do it in generalities. And as you know, with paperwork and stuff, you love the world of paperwork. Um, you know, we live in confidentiality. 
sorry. Yeah, but no, we live in you know a, a confidential world. We want to keep things secret until we we decide or we know in the process that it's the right time to let that information out. Um, and typically, it's not till the extreme end of uh, saying, "Here's your new owner." Uh, so whether or not you're the buyer or seller in that, uh, you know, we kind of guide the whole process. Um, we really are guides. We really are just a tool along the way. Cause at the end of the day, someone is still buying, someone is still selling. We're not an actual salesperson. We're just a, a guide to that process and a manager of that process. So it's a, uh, it's a little different world that we live in than, than most as far as the sales side. Okay. So you're, I love that aspect. So you're helping, well, first of all, people that want to get into business. And that was originally my question. So start a business from scratch or buy one that's already there. Why would someone want to sell a successful business uh, anyways? Uh, again, everybody has their reasons. Uh, one of the big ones right now is retirement. Uh, we're in a big category right now where the baby boomers are all getting ready to retire and cash out. Um, and it, so that's, you know, that's something where their days are just sort of kind of counting down and they're either tired of doing it or they built up to this point and they're ready to cash out, you know, like your home. Uh, a lot of people are looking at that, at their business as, as, as an asset that they can cash out at the right time and then, and then live off of that. So, um, that's a planned process. And again, kind of, we touched earlier, um, sometimes it's not a planned process, whether it's a, you know, a death or a divorce or, or one of those major, um, life movement pieces. Right, so, so to get into your kind of question was, you know, why would you just start one, uh, versus buy one? Um, it's all about money, right? Money and time and time is a huge, I can't tell you what my time is worth some days. So if you could kind of jump into a business that's already been established, already been set in place, uh, hell has the right employees in place at this point. Uh, who's having a hard time, you know, putting employees in place and who has a staff ready to go uh, and who has everything set in place? Um, let somebody else do the hard work. You kind of come in and take it, take over and maybe put your little twist on what somebody else has already done. Okay. So let me ask you, what about... Uh, businesses, and I, I remember you telling this story during one of our BNI meetings that you had a business that uh, had an owner that you know the business was doing okay, but she was ready to leave and maybe leave it to someone that could take it to the next level. Is that does that happen quite a bit also? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to remember there's a, there's a big emotional factor in what we do. Um, you know, these are people's lives and, and even lives of lives, right? So take uh, their employees, you know, those employees are family to a lot of people. Uh, what they've built up over the years, you know, think about something you've done 60 plus hours a week and you put so much passion into it over the years. And this is that little world and empire that you've created. Um, people want to see that move on. And it's interesting that, um, you know, when you sell, Sellers really have a lot of control on where that business can go and who that business can go to. Uh, very rarely does somebody just walk up with a stack of cash. That's exactly what somebody is looking for for that business. Mm -hmm. So you might have multiple people come to the table and you know some sellers get the right feeling that, hey, this is my buyer 
And this is who I want to take my business, you know, to that next level. I, I have that feeling with them. Um, we're matchmakers and that's what we do. We're constantly kind of bringing people together. Um, you know, there's some people that just want the big check and don't care, but a lot of times it's, Hey, no, I, I want to go with this guy. Um, I have one right now that's a contracting company and they picked it because this is the right move. This is who I want. It was actually the, the lower of the two offers. So it's not always about money and it's pretty amazing how, uh, kind of attached people are and how emotional they are with, with these little, you know, companies that they've either worked for or created from nothing. Right. I love that term matchmaker. So how did you become a matchmaker chip? <laughs> I didn't uh, set out to be a matchmaker. I could tell you that much. Uh, but you know what, um, as you learn, like, and, and you're amazing with this too, by the way, you know, um, some people can network, some people can talk to others very easily. Um, and, and that has definitely helped me uh, work through all this. But kind of to go back to my story on how I got here is um, I was ready to buy a business. And, and I had reached out to a couple, uh, to a broker that I know. Uh, actually, he's the, the guy that I work for Transworld because of um, I was looking to buy my own. I'd set myself up and I'd prepared myself um, I'd owned a couple of companies in the past some small percentage ownership, but I'd never actually owned my own. I kind of cheated a little bit. And uh, I finally got to the point where, I, you know, I, I Mike Shea with Transworld. And I'm like, Mike, I, I'm ready. You know, let's do this. And, and I wasn't ready. Well, I was ready, but I didn't, I didn't have the finances. And what I had in my mind of what I wanted to own as a business <laughs> certainly did not match with the dollars that I had. And I ended up becoming essentially a waste of Mike's time, which actually was an incredible learning lesson for me because now I'm on the flip side of that. Mm -hmm. But I was never going to be able to afford that manufacturing, that distribution that came out of the construction materials world. I was never going to be able to afford that empire that I had in my mind. Um, and that was okay. You know, it, it, that's all right. I, I wasn't willing to, at that time to put the family house up for sale and hawk everything I own and take out a loan. Um, although I was confident in myself that I could do that, but this gave me an avenue that I could move into that still can allow me to use that stuff I've learned over the years and invest in myself essentially at the end of the day. So what I did was I took that money set aside and, and I went to, you know, I did my schooling, I got my licensing and I took the time to learn about this craft and, and try to set myself up for, you know, kind of doing it a different way. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And so you were, um, you wanted to get into business. You started exploring different businesses, working with a business broker, and then you just decided to become one. Yeah. Uh, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, it, yeah, but you know, it, there's a, it's, it's wild, right? So it's being able to relate with people and, I, I, you know, doing enough research on this. I just kept, couldn't find the one that I wanted. And, and it happens a lot, right? I mean, if you don't have that big stack of cash, you don't have the finances. It's one of the, the more frustrating things in my world of the people that have the vision and have uh, the passion, but don't have the funds. Um, there are creative ways now that, you know, now that I've done this longer, that, that, yeah, still can be done. We've got some pretty neat ways to finance things. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of 
thought this was a pretty neat route and, and being able to use my past is, is pretty cool for this with all the companies that I've, I've been a part of, had, had a chance to do startups, a couple of them. And uh, I feel like I can really, really relate to what a lot of these small business owners are going through or have gone through. I've, I've done it all. I've set it up. I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned from those mistakes. So, you know, if I can help them, then great. Sure. Well, let's talk about, well, first of all, I got to, you know, it sounds like you're not only a business strategist, but you're also maybe even a part-time therapist in some way, helping people along. So with that in mind, yeah. talk to me about your success and um, how are you creating that success you're having now? Are you that therapist and the business strategist merged into one now? Yeah, I mean, the more we talk to people, aren't we all therapists sometimes at the end of the day, right? Um, yeah, I, I, it's actually one of the things that I, I wish that I, I learned more about, um, you know, the psychology part, because, um, you know, it's a lot of talking people off the ledge at times. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of big egos in the world that I live in, uh, both buyer and seller. And it's a lot of um, trying to get people to understand the reality sometimes of the situation that they're in or the process that they're going through. Um, it's, it's difficult and it's not, uh, there is no stereotypical deal in our world. Every single deal is different. Every single deal has its uh, little kind of pitfalls and its own little twerks and tweaks to it. Um, so, you know, you might learn from one and you might turn around to another deal and you're gonna start over again. But at the end of the day, you got to figure out how to get those two people to get along. And you have to understand you can't make either of those two people do something they don't want to do, mm -hmm. which is the biggest thing, because you can't. I, I'm, I'm just there as, as a tool and an asset. If somehow down the line, one of those two decides to change their mind, even though we've got some documentation and things in place, they'll implode, fall apart, and those deals are gone. You can't wow. force somebody to do something they don't want to do. Yeah. So who is your ideal client? Uh, talk to me a, a little bit of that. that uh, who are you serving out there? Oh, jeepers. Uh, you know, the quick and easy is anybody that wants to buy or sell. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to kind of go back to what I just said. It's somebody that has made that decision and is like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy. I'm going to sell. And I've prepared myself and lined myself up because um, anything else, but, and it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. So, I mean, I know that's a general question, but at the yeah. same time, it really is somebody who's made up their mind and is, is passionate. And I, I'm one of the same. If anybody knows me personally, I'm a bit pigheaded and stubborn, but when I get something in my head, that's what I'm going to do. And, and that's really you know, my ideal person, whether it's on the buy side or sell side, because we're going to have to get creative and it's, they're the ones that, that are going to do it. I'm just there to give you the tools along the way. Okay. And so just for our listeners, and I know you can't go into details because uh, like you said, there are confidential um, things in place, but what, give me an example of the maybe the recently over the, maybe the last couple months or years, the types of businesses that, that you've brokered. Um, I know, uh, I think at one point you said something about an ice cream parlor or a gelato mm -hmm. or a lollipop yeah. part or something like that. What are some other really cool businesses that you've brokered examples of? 
Yeah. So it, it's crazy, right? There's not one thing that, that we specialize in. Um, uh, you know, our sales range anywhere is from hundred thousand dollars to, you know, 10, 12, you know, million up to 50 million. Um, but our, on our data, I wouldn't call it day to day because we don't do that many deals per year, each of us. Um, but you know, it's that hundred thousand to million dollar range. Um, a lot of my last couple of deals, um, AC contractor, um, a franchise, uh, healthy alternative, uh, restaurant. I've done a few of those. Um, I've done a CPR, um, training company. I mean, it's, it's all over the board. It's main street USA to work from home to that flex space, you know, situation. Um, right now I'm working with a, a fire restoration, uh, sale, which is a, a major, uh, franchise. Um, it, it varies between franchises and non-franchises. There's mm -hmm. no real rhyme or reason. Um, but you know, it's funny, it's, it's main street USA to the back roads. Um, you know, for me, I look at Publix plazas all day long as, you know, there's a, a ton of people to talk to. Uh, and then I can drive by that, you know, a uh, commercial space and, and, and think that that's a you know ton of people to talk to or the guy in the mobile van. Um, it's pretty broad, our world. Um, we all do kind of have our little pieces that, that we operate in. Um, I've got a bunch in the construction industry. I've got a, you know, a painter right now, a commercial, a residential painter. Um, I like automotive. It's, you know, wherever your comfort zones are. And at the end of the day, um, we don't have to know everything about that category. Uh, we do have to learn and, but we have to understand the pitfalls in each section. Like a franchise is a good example. Um, take a franchise in a strip plaza. Well, that's going to be way different than a mobile detailer type guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be working from home. Um, I'm going to have to get approvals from the franchise, the corporate franchise office. And I'm going to have a landlord involved in a situation like that. So, you know, different situations kind of bring in, you know, different scenarios. Um, but it really isn't one particular category that we do, which is why I absolutely love my job at the same time, too. Because I'm constantly learning about different segments as, as I go through the process. There's guys have been doing this 20, 30 years and still learn every day because you've got a new type of buy, new type of sell. Mm -hmm. um, I've got an acquisition deal right now where somebody wants to buy 60% of the solar company. Um, so it's, you know, every day it's a, a new thing. So yeah, it's all over the place. That's amazing. So Chip, as we wind down, how could people connect with you or get hold of you? Man, you can't beat social media. Um, I'm an Instagram guy. I'm a Facebook guy, though. I kind of, you know, not so much on Facebook. I, I have my issues there, but, uh, you know, any of the social media sites, email, uh, phone numbers, you want me to give any of those out now? If you'd like, I'll have them in the show notes below also, okay. but some people may but yeah, be social just listening. Media yeah. Some social media is a great thing with me. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those I'm on all of them. Okay. Some people may just be listening on the podcast. So give, uh, maybe, one, maybe your Instagram uh, account or something that someone could uh, find Chris Chip Redman at Transworld Business Advisors. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I've, I've kind of adopted the Orlando Biz CR as my uh, social media thing. So that's the same on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, along with, you know, Chris Chip Redman. Awesome. And I will have that in the show notes. Chris, Chip Redmond, have I missed anything? Is there anything else that you think you need to add for our watchers and our listeners today? You know, 
sometimes what I want to kind of throw out is, is planning. You know, sometimes we, we try to plan and, and sometimes that doesn't go right. But anytime you can kind of plan some of these things in, in advance uh, and anytime we can keep good books and records and be able to show somebody, uh, keep in mind, you don't know which side of that table you're going to be on and, you know, flip yourself sometimes to, hey, look at the other side and what is that other person going to look at? Um, just because sometimes you need to keep that open mind of, uh, yeah, there is another side and, um, you know, what are they going to ask and what are they going to look for? Um, so planning and uh, books and records are a good one to throw out at the end for me. Awesome. Chip Redmond, thanks for coming on the show today. All right, folks, have a great day. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening to the HR and Leadership Spotlight Show.